The Let's Grow Pulling podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM is brought to you by the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. You can find them on the web at outlawpulling.com as well as Facebook as Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello? What's happening, Mr. Paul Romack? How are you? Not too bad about yourself, Mr. Big Rye. Oh, not too bad. Central Iowa is digging out of um, a one-day blizzard from yesterday. Actually, it wasn't really a blizzard, but it was nine inches of snow. And, um, oh, I think suffice it to say that uh, the body shops will be very thankful. (laughs) They'll have plenty to do. That's uh, job security thanks to Mother Nature. Yes, exactly. And um, I should also plug um, uh, a sponsor. This commute or my commute yesterday back home from the office was brought to you by uh, uh, Blizzak Snow Tires and um, APR Tuning for Volkswagens that gives you 320 horsepower on tap when you need it. So that was kind of fun. Nice. We so, had, uh, we're far enough south, we missed all the snow. We had rain and a light dusting this evening, but uh, by the time the evening's over, it'll be gone. So you can, you can happily keep all that snow. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. I'm, I'm, the older I get, the less and less I um, enjoy winter. So, yes. but um, I'm, I'm kind of over it myself. But, you know, there are still some things there. There are things about winter that I still do enjoy. And one of them is what you're on here to talk about tonight. The Midwest Winter Nationals. Oh, yes. This, uh, this is going to be quite the poll. I think you're right. Um, I will tell you that. Well, hold on. Let's back up first. Um, okay. If you live in um, southern Illinois and you follow truck and tractor pulling, um, I'm pretty sure you probably know the name Paul Romack. But we have lots of listeners from all over the place. And they don't know who Paul Romack is. So who the heck is Paul Romack? Well, then a short, sweet answer. That's me. Um, so I, uh, I am a co-owner and engineer for SRMD Solutions uh, in Dietrich, Illinois. Um, and we, our actual core business is automation. So we do a lot of um we work with a lot of companies. We'll build turnkey machines for them, uh, whatever their assembly processes may be or testing processes, just all kinds of stuff like that. But as a side to that, um, we got into making parts for tractor pullers. Um, we started our business in 2013, uh, just myself and my business partner. And we now have uh, about 10 guys total. Uh, we're not a big shop, but we, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, the way we actually got started in pulling up to start, I've been a fan of pulling all my life. My dad had a mini rod um, way back before I was born. Um, kids came along and the tractor went bye-bye. But um, so I've been going to tractor pulls my entire life, whether it be county fairs, brush pulls, uh, never really hit any big poles, you no know, grand nationals, but I remember watching, um, you know, 
TNT and, and seeing the Banner Brothers go down the track and stuff like that. So it always kind of uh, stayed in it. And actually, my first degree out of uh, college was uh, I was an ag, I was ag power technology. I was actually a Case IH mechanic working at a local dealership. So just things happen. Farmers had a bad year. I was low man on the totem pole. There was questions of whether or not I was going to have a job. And uh, I took a job with um, a local uh, manufacturer and uh, was working night shifts and stuff like that and went back to school uh, to get an engineering degree because when I was working on those tractors, I was always asking, why'd they do it like this? So I'll bet, that I'll bet of, there's a lot of farmers who ask that question too. You'd be, I mean, it's amazing how many times people will say, you know, why in the hell did they do what they did or anything like that? And that's that's exactly what I found myself doing so many times. And it was, you know, whether it was access to a bolt or just something. So what, when you work on them and you see it and you know it right away, it's like this was the dumbest damn thing that somebody could have done. This, this came from somebody who had a degree that was sitting on a chair in an office that was never going to actually have to do the work. And it, you know, it, it was just amazing. So that I've always been one of those guys that, you know, never afraid to tear anything apart when I was younger, didn't have the greatest of luck getting it back together, but it was a learning thing. So, you know, as things kind of progressed, um, I worked for another company uh, at, that was, I was doing a lot of international travel and decided, you know, with a, a young son at home, I'm like, this is getting kind of old. So we started this business and, uh, just it's kind of snowballed into this and we started into pulling and the way we got started into pulling with our business is through Bernie Plotz and the little bad Alice. Uh, if you're an orange tractor fan, you know, Bernie, um, he's got a pretty good social media following. Uh, we started, Bernie has built the little bad Alice. It's been on the track in some form or fashion since I believe night early 80s we tried to narrow it down a couple times in the shop and we couldn't actually figure it out but that tractor has been on the track in some form or fashion since the early 80s uh right now it is a four charger diesel light super still running an ag chassis so uh we were running the 426 um block and bernie <clears throat> there was a video that just came up online i i don't remember who put it up but it was a video of 2009. Bernie was running the, the, the 301 block in, the, in a three-charger setup and took it down to Highland, uh, the, the county fair down there at Highland, where the Rogier family, um, they put that pull on uh, with the, the county fair down there. And he had just built the motor up, and it looked really good, and it was pulling its guts out, and it got to about 200 feet, and then it decided that the motor had had enough, and it grenaded it. So instead um, of pulling its guts out, it just spit its guts out. Yeah, it, it had a very violent, um, how shall I say, regurgitation of internal motor parts. Lovely. It, it went big, and um, Bernie's wife at the time, uh, she was battling cancer, um, and things happened. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. And Bernie, just with, with everything that was going on, he, he didn't have the tractor back out for quite a few years. Uh, it's about four or five years he didn't have the tractor back out because he knew then that he wanted to go to the big block and he wanted to go to a four-charger setup. Um, so he had started down that road. Um, that involved new aluminum hoods. I mean, it was a complete redesign of, of the tractor. Uh, for that so when we started our business Bernie was was moving along pretty good he still had some big pieces that he needed to 
um, to get done. Uh, he had a lot of just little stuff that trying to get everything together. And it, um, with working with Bernie, it was, it was just, you know, a, a, a turbo flange here or some little stuff. And then it turned into rocker arms and he had all, a lot of the stuff that he needed, but, or he had an idea or some drawings. So that's what we do. We, we, you know, we use SolidWorks as our software that we use and we, we can design everything in 3d on the computer. We use Mastercam out in the shop to do all our programming of our CNC mills and CNC lathes. And just working through that, you know, we, we started doing some little stuff and then he threw at us, he said, I need a intake manifold, a billet intake manifold. I'm like, okay. All right. Now so we're cooking. Start, so you start thinking about boost pressures on a four charger diesel and you're thinking, Oh boy. So we, uh, we did it. Um, it's been running on that tractor ever since. Um, everything is held good. Uh, we had a lot of learning curves because that's not a tractor that we, we, we haven't taken it to the dyno. Um, we've been working with Bernie and it got to the point where, you know, we're part of the crew now. So it's Bernie, myself, Dylan Haney. Uh, he is a over the road truck mechanic. So he's always helping Bernie. Bernie has a, an ag repair shop. So he's always working on tractors and combines for everybody. And, um, then my brother, um, my brother does a lot of the painting or he does painting and tractor restorations. Um, I know some of the people that might be listening to this have seen the Wagner WH 17 that I've posted some videos of on beer money that was redone by my brother. So he, he got the aluminum hoods and, you know, he's mechanically inclined. So the four of us, we kind of just jumped on that tractor, um, had a local welder here, um, that helped us get some of the welding done on it. And we got it back out on the track, had some learning curve issues with it. Of course, with that, we were, you know, we were putting a lot of water to it to make sure we didn't melt anything down because it was all brand new to us. And we fought it for a couple of years. And in 2019, we, we finally won the ITPA points championship with it. Um, we won the Southern Invitational down at Murfreesboro in the light super diesel class. Attaboy. Um, so we had some, we had some good experience with that and just, it was kind of some one-off stuff. And Bernie builds a lot of uh, farm stock, like hot farms and stuff for guys around here that do brush pulls. He does a bunch of those 6030s and 1066s and stuff like that. Um, that man knows more about tractor pulling, or he's forgot more about tractor pulling than collectively the three of us will ever know. I mean, he is a huge wealth of knowledge. He's got phone numbers for people that don't give their phone numbers out. He, I mean, if he needs to get a hold of a, a Tim Engler or a Dennis up at Fair Valley or Max Simpson, he's got cell phone numbers that not everybody else has. He's been doing it that long. Mm -hmm. And we started um, helping him with that and things have gone on very, very well. So we were working on some of that farm stock stuff. And then, um, you know, we had seen some of the guys we, we, he mainly chases ITPA points. He used to, he used to pull ATPA back in the day. Um, and then he'll go and he'll hit, you know, he's not afraid to jump in a PPL class, uh, with the light supers. Uh, he's pulled against a lot of these guys that are out there now for years and years and years. Um, so we'll go play with them. We're not afraid of an alky. Um, we always said that, you know, those poor guys, uh, they have to burn alcohol, but we just drink it. Um, nice. so we, uh, we've been helping him, uh, quite a bit. And one day I was down at a customer's facility uh, in Southern Illinois and was working, uh, on a project with them. And I happened to be coming back by and I had to go through Nashville, Illinois. So I stopped. And of course I'm in my 
khakis and you know a nice dress shirt nice polo with the business logo and stuff on there i walk up and, and brett hockstadt is standing at the door he sees me get out of the truck and he just kind of looked at me and i I'd, I'd seen brett in the itpa he was that was back when he was pulling a lot of itpa stuff <clears throat> and i knew some of those guys down there but never had approached them and i stopped and i just introduced myself and i said you know i've seen you around with itpa and um i you know want i was just stopping and say hey if you ever need anything we're doing some of this stuff for bernie and you know that led to the conversation well you know can you look at this and it, it started out the same way it was a turbo flange here it was uh the little something else here well then it involved it involved to hey can you cut some pistons for us you know if we get the blanks because sometimes you know your lead time is an issue yep and uh so we started doing stuff like that and it's just snowballed from there um heavily involved with all of the tractors that come through 618 motorsports and that includes their tractors and their customers tractors um we do a lot of stuff with them and through that um working with them for a short amount of time uh, because you're in the uh, Washington County, Illinois area, uh, I got introduced to Rodney Schnichter. And Rodney was having the same issues. You know, these guys are, they're trying to build tractors. And there's there's a kind of a limited amount of good shops that they can work with because they're pushing these machines so hard. So they have to kind of get in line with some of these 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 places. And they they had another shop that they were working with that the, the gentleman was older and he was looking to step back and he was a local guy. And he said, you know, I don't want to take work away from the guys that I work with now, but can you help me with taking over some of the stuff that this, this local shop was doing? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So we started in with Rodney and through that. Uh, and then with Brett down at six, we have, uh, we have done just what I ever thought. heads um pump drives uh, and a lot of rodney um you know he's he's one of the if not the top guy to talk motor working with him on that we've parts on a lot of tractors the the one that i'm you know that we've worked on last year that kind of broke the internet was uh the ceramic tractor the the young blood pro stock that's a rodney that's a dnr motor and uh yep when i saw that thing at shides for the first time i stopped and i stared like a little kid you know in a candy store i couldn't believe how good that tractor looked uh especially since i'm an orange guy and uh talked to Braden a little bit about it just that's that's one of them that every time i see it you know we just I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> no, it's it's worth the second look. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we were heavily involved with Ken Couches, um, his twelve uh, the high cotton twelve oh six. Yeah, a um, lot of stuff on that tractor, and just you know, Rodney calls and says, "Hey, can you do this?" Yeah, yes. And sometimes we can't, but you know, we may have a, a network shop that we work with that says, "Well, we can outsource this portion. We can do it all here." And it's just all it is is we. It's not our core business. We just like to be able to help tractor pullers get the parts and then you know working with them it's it's even gone down into the road where we go somebody will call and say hey i talked to to rodney schnichter and i've got a a minneapolis moline that i run in the 6500 uh, outlaw class uh you know he's he kind of gave me your name uh could you help us and so we're like yeah we can so we we girdled minneapolis moline motors you know we we do some stuff 
that people wouldn't normally think that we would do, but you know, we can do that stuff. And it's, we just like to be a resource. Um, a lot of, a lot of what we do is not necessarily reverse engineering, but it's more of the engineering side saying, here's what I've got. Here's my problem. How can we do this? Because it's not something they can go buy off the shelf. Right. So we're just, you know, we're a, we're a machine shop. We've got CNC lathes and mills. We started working with some bigger guys and, you know, through working with 618, um, you know, the, the tractor pull, no Brad holes hour pretty well. We do a lot with them, try to help them with their poles that they put on, um, great shows that they put on. They've got a world, a world-class facility down there and it just keeps getting better and better. I fully agree that, that, that show in Nashville that you and I were both working together at, that was, I had a great time. That was a killer show. I'm, I'm, and I'm kind of this week I've been editing some of my photos from that. I just finally got there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been kind of fun and to, you know, go and relive that and, and see some things, catch some things that I never caught the first time around. Um, and, uh, which leads me to a question that you may actually have an answer to. Okay. Um, I, think i posted it yes i posted it last night in my album from nashville from nash vegas mm-hmm. um of jerry barris's change maker yes do you remember the pass on friday night yes do you remember what was stuck in the grill it's a dollar bill explain this to me please okay so jerry um, is also from the Southern Illinois area and uh, knowing from the ITPA, uh, uh, the ITPA polls, Jerry is, he got into polling and uh, to quote, well, to paraphrase Mike Miller, the ITPA board president um, at one of our banquets, he introduced Jerry and he said, when I say that this man is ate up with polling, he said, I mean, this man is ate up with pulling. I'm not sure how many pulling tractors Jerry has. Um, he had a couple of hired guns that were helping him run them. Uh, Tony Isbell yep. one and uh, Tim McVicker was one as well. Tim has purchased Brent Shorefighty's old 85 Limited Pro. Um, but Jerry, I believe for a short time, worked for, or maybe he still does, I'm not sure, but he worked for a bank. And that dollar bill has been stuck in that grill since that tractor was born. Really? And yes. And it's one that you, people will see it. And I, I've, I've seen people try to pull on that dollar and it's somehow fastened in there glued or something, but that is a dollar bill that he puts out there because it's, you know, it's the play on the dollar bills are getting sucked into the motor and stuff like that. But Ah, there's a dollar bill that always resides in that. And (laughs) funny thing a uh, quick little side story about jerry he's got a little boy uh, blaine i believe is his name and we were down with the little bad alice down at cape Girardeau, missouri and we had some hero cards that we were giving away for bernie's tractor and that's always our last big pull of the year it's usually a two-day event so we were down there and we'd already pulled and the tractor was sitting there and this little boy was standing there just just I mean, in all of it, it was, I, I can only imagine it was the same way I was when I was standing there looking at Shramick's tractor at, at Shides this year. Yep. And this little boy was looking at it and I happened to be bringing, we run GoPros on the tractor. If you get on the Little Bad Alice Facebook page, we like to make little videos of all the poles or try to, and we put them to music and it's just something we do for the fans. But 
we uh this little boy was standing there and i looked at him and i said you you like this tractor buddy and he's like oh yeah i I was kind of thinking i'm like well hey i got something for you so i went to the truck grabbed a hero card and gave it to him and he was just he was looking at it like oh my gosh i said you know what how would you like to sit on that tractor and he looked at me and his eyes were as big around as you know pancakes and he's like he just shook his head you couldn't even utter the words yes so his mom was standing there and we, we set him up on a tractor and he was doing all this. So I went to the truck and I got a little, we had a couple of little youth shirts and I gave him a shirt. So Jerry, uh, he runs, uh, he runs that four one and uh, PPL. So he's got a pretty good size hauler with a, a toter. They were yep. staying there that night and <laughs> it, Blaine had to sleep with that hero card. He was just so in love with that card and he's cutest little boy. And Jerry, I guess, rolled over uh, about three o'clock in the morning and he rolled over on that hero card and Blaine woke up and started freaking out. He's like, Dad, you're laying on Bernie. Get up, get up. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime we see Jerry, Jerry comes up and we we pitted next to him and uh, he always tells Bernie, he's like, yeah, that kid still still wears that shirt and carries that card around. I'm 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 amazed that Jerry didn't come after you with you know w- with a big stick for I mean he bleeds red doesn't he Oh yeah yeah he's he's and you put him on an Alice Yeah we had him sitting on an Alice we, put his, <laughs> we had his uh, picture on the on the Facebook page and everything uh, just and, and that's the thing about it you know everybody says it it's uh, you know pulling is a big family we all we're you know we're not in the four one class we're you know but we're competitors with anybody on the track but off the track. We, we hang out with these guys. We, we have a great time. Um, the pullers in the ITPA, it doesn't matter what class they pull, are, are so friendly. And when we go to other associations, pulling really is a big family. It, there's, there's really yep. no better way to describe it. I will, I will vouch for that because I'm, I'm, you know, being out here in Iowa and shooting a lot of Western Series stuff and a lot of outlaw stuff and one or two NTPA hooks and maybe a Badger State every once in a great while i don't get to i don't get to illinois to shoot yeah um and uh now granted i've gotten to know some of these you know some of the competitors just over time i mean people you know people travel i mean mm-hmm. hell, this year everybody traveled yes because that was where you had to go to play welcome to iowa let's go pull yep and uh so but over time i've i've met a few of those folks but i couldn't I don't know many of them at all in the ITPA, not even, not even names. And I know that when I got to Nashville, um, you know, it took all of about five minutes before I got introduced around. And by, you know, Friday night after the show was over and we were all freezing and standing by the bonfire, mm-hmm. um, in kind of that party corner area, yep. um, you know, you got to know people real well, yep. and we had a blast. And and so I'll, I'll vouch for that. Yeah, ITPA them them's good folks. Yeah, I enjoy. I very very much enjoyed um, getting to see everybody in Nashville. And um, shoot, that's the last time I saw most of them. Um, yeah, that was one of my last. That was, I think that was my. That was like my second or third to last show of the year. Yeah. Um, but the other two were either a local show or a really, really, really long way away show when I went down to Diesel's and Dark Corners in Georgia. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen many of those folks, and so I'm kind of looking forward to the Midwest Winter Nationals this year. Um, 
you'll note that we're not calling it Gordyville. And we're not calling it Gordyville for a reason, because obviously, and, and I'm sure most of you have heard, um, so long as you don't live under a rock, um, that the Midwest Winter Nationals for this year uh, is being held at the Michiana Event Center in Shipshawana, Indiana. Um, a vastly different facility. Um, more than likely, a vastly different, well, maybe not vastly different, crowd of tractors and competitors um, but it will be different um, and the facility is also in a completely different layout and arrangement um, and Paul I know you've been there so I'll let you I mean you can kind of tell us a little bit about it but from everything I've been told about the Michiana Event Center it's going to be second to none it's like par excellence for um, pretty much any indoor kind of event, but it really suits itself pretty well to pulling because it's got a 300 plus foot straightaway where we can build ourselves a nice big track. Yes. And I was just talking to Brian Carrington today. Um, Brian's a, uh, Illinois, no, Indiana hot farm guy, even though he lives in Ohio, I believe. Um, and he's a diehard red guy and he's got a great big red tractor collection. So, on the tractor zoom side, I hit him up for information once in a while because I know he's got some. Um, and we were talking and I said, you know, I'm really excited for, um, I called it Gordyville, but, you know, I'm really excited for the Midwest Winter Nationals because it's in a new venue and um, we will see some tractors that we don't often see or maybe never see. Um, we'll have a different crowd and your Gordyville gear is irrelevant. Yes. No more. No more. Do you get to go and, oh, fine. We're finally in. Set up the heat lamp. Unfold the folding chairs. And about four hours later, we're going to put fuel in it. And then we're going to wheel over and we're going to get it warmed up. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to slam it into the Gordyville gear. And I'm going to rev it up to a bajillion RPM. And I'm going to pop the clutch and we're going to go like hell. And I'm going to try and get past, you know, 248 feet. Yes. Or whatever. Because that's what I've been doing for the past 15 years. Yeah. And that newsflash, welcome to 2021, yeah. where the game has changed and those rules mean nothing. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to, I think it's going to be a big learning curve. You're going to see pullers watching a lot more closely before their class gets out. And even when the, the first guy, you know, the test hook, um, it's, it's absolutely going to be a test hook. Now, some of these guys have run up there before. Uh, yep. it's, it's the same dirt that they ran at, uh, at the, uh, NTPA last year. It's the same dirt that they built a track with out front of the place last summer. Um, and they, this is going to throw some guys for a loop, but, um, just on the facility side, uh, if you've ever been to, uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, it has to be one of the best venues I've been to for an indoor pool. That's not like a Louisville size show. Um, it's U-shaped. Um, it's in a kind of a bowl. So at Gordy or at Gordyville, you know, you had the bleachers and then you had the big concrete, you know, barriers and stuff like that. You had to kind of look over and then you had the steel gates. You kind of had to look and there was posts and stuff. This is not like that. Um, there, I don't know that there's a bad view, uh, in this place. 
Um, as far nice. as, as far as cleanliness, um, you know, you and I talked with Clint uh, a couple of weeks ago. They'll be running floor scrubbers around in there while the show is going on up in the you know the mezzanine level and maybe even down in the pits is what Clint was kind of talking about. Uh, it's floor heat. Um, so the heat radiates from the floor as opposed to coming down from above, which if you know anything about heat, it doesn't really like to do that. Nope. Um, so you're going to be standing on some 72 degree concrete, um, just absolutely phenomenal facilities up there. Um, really, really looking forward to doing this. Um, you know, Gordyville, it's out on a hill in, in God's country and wide open plains. And there is never uh, a lack of wind in January in Gordyville. Uh, Chip, mm-hmm. Carolina, they are close to uh, Lake Michigan. They do have lake effect snow with those guys up there. If they get a foot of snow, they just, it's like Clint said, they push it off to the side and they keep going. Um, they are not afraid of snow. They're in town. So the wind should not be a factor at all. Um, I'm sure that they get wind blowing through there, but it's, it's not like Gordyville where a, you know, a two mile an hour wind turns into a, just a gigantic, you know, frost fest. Um, yeah. So it's from a facility standpoint, it's going to be uh, unbelievable, I believe. And um, talking with Clint just a little bit here and there, Clint lives just uh, about 15 miles south uh, here. And, uh, you know, the one of the classes that he's really excited about is the light pros. Um, that class is going to be stacked. Normally at Gordyville, you can draw, I don't know, seven, eight tractors if you can get some of those guys to come. Uh, that's not going to be the case this year. I believe he's pushing almost 20 tractors in that class. You're going to see some really, really top running, uh, elite level light pros. Um, I know there's more four ones that are coming that don't normally come. Um, so those two, those are, I think the two bigger classes as far as horsepower. Um, and they're, like I said, you're, it's just like you said, they slam it in their Gordyville gear and go when they're, you know, here at Gordyville, but that's not going to be the case this year. They're going to allow to run and they're going to be allowed. They're going to have to get up and run. And uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Good. I'm glad I'm, I'm, I was telling Brian, I'm more excited this year than I've been in a long time. Oh, yeah. Just because, I mean, Gordyville has traditionally, <clears throat> and I've been going since 2016. That was my first year. Um, and I went with, Jason and the rest of the beer money crew and we sold merch and we pulled in the four one class and we won the four one class. And, you know, that was my first introduction to indoor pulling. And I thought it was the most amazing thing ever um, until they opened the doors and, you know, started hauling tractors in and you got gale force winds blowing in. And I'm like, Holy crap, this is awful. I hate it. Yeah. Welcome to the Arctic Circle of Illinois. Yes, exactly. Um, And, you know, I kept on coming back, but, you know, every year the bones start creaking just a little bit more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, and last year with all the freezing rain and all that, um, because I was staying 20 miles away. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, so I got to drive in that at two in the morning. Yep. And that was fun. That was, that was very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really, but uh, you know, Gordyville has always been um, a hard and not hardcore pull is not the, is not the right word, but it's a pull for pullers. Yes. 
And the people that you find there are hardcore fans. Yes. They're the type of fans that think nothing of throwing a duffel bag of stuff together and getting in the car or the semi at midnight um, and driving, you know, eight hours from Wisconsin to come down and, you know, drink beer with their friends that they don't get to see very often and, you know, hang out in their box that they bought or they've, you know, that they've bought for the past 12 years, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think to a certain degree, um, maybe that might've pushed the casual fan away mm-hmm. because they've heard stories. Yes. And I mean, and Lord knows there's plenty of those and we don't really need to get into any of those because, well, then we won't be able to have, you know, a podcast anymore and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, this show, the Midwest winter nationals in ship Shawana, um, just by the very nature of where the show is being held and, you know, the fact that it's in a town, it's in a predominantly Amish town, I believe. Yes. Um, and it's going to change the demographic, you know, and are you still going to be able to go and, you know, get yourself a, a pork tenderloin and, and a few beers and watch tractors go down the track? Of course. Um, but is it going to be the, the, the crazy bonkers, you know, tractor pull in the middle of a drafty horse barn that everybody has, you know, told stories about? Well, maybe not. Um, and that's, and, and that may be a good thing. Um, you know, get a, get a new crowd in, um, get people who may be casual fans who are looking for something to do on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and they can go in and there's going to be something for everybody. I mean, yes. I know I talked to Blake Howell the other day. Blake is a, a good friend and the Howell family has been involved in pulling since before I was born. Um, and Blake's organizing a, uh, uh, a toy show. Blake is a big die cast guy. Um, his tractor collection, if he sold it, could probably buy one of those brand new Ford f-250s that he likes to sell Mm -hmm. um and uh he organized a toy show and he's gonna have 15 20 vendors and i mean he was he was making calls out to iowa to uh uh one of our vendors who's you know 40 minutes down the road from me uh to see if they wanted to come out and you know i said you know what tell them to call me if they're not you know if they're on the fence i'll tell them what they're about to see oh yeah and uh you know, so I think there'll be that. I know there's going to be, you know, I mean, there's lots of farm shows aren't happening or have pushed back. And let's face it, there are lots and lots of companies that go to these farm shows and sell stuff on site. And it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, that's that makes Q1 for them from a financial perspective is they, you know, depend on being able to go to Louisville mm-hmm. and use that booth space and sell all manner of things, whether it's, you know, belts or if it's hoodies or if it's boots or if it's Milwaukee power tools, whatever. Um, And I don't know what vendors are showing up, but uh, I told Blake that if I were him, I would talk to some of those people who are most seriously impacted by the farm show because they can get some of that same crowd and they can get to them and they can, you know, at least salvage something. Even if they can't be in Louisville exhibiting and, and, you know, slinging tools, 
well, maybe they can, you know, maybe they can do something here on, and maybe on a little bit smaller scale, they can still, you know, make something and heck have a good time while you're at it too, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I know there's going to be a little bit of something for everybody. I know that I've, from what I've been told, um, Shipshawana is kind of a neat touristy kind of tra- town, not a tourist trap per se, but um, definitely kind of a, a neat place. And um, they say if you go hungry, it's your own stupid fault. Yes. Um, and that's and that's a big deal because you know I mean you've been to Gordyville plenty of times. Where do you eat? You go to the stagecoach or you get pizza from the Casey's that's a half mile down the road. <laughs> and that's about your only option unless you want to drive six miles down the highway or 10 miles or whatever down the highway and go find, you know, a couple of places in Rantoul. Yes. Um, by the way, that Mexican joint on the west end or the east end of Rantoul, mm-hmm. that, that's legit good Mexican, by the way. Oh, yes. Yes. Very um, Jeremy Krieger and I went there last year and uh, when we needed to get off the kind of needed to get off the premises for a little bit and it was uh it was a good meal. Yes. So and but what and you know talking about you know where you're talking about some of what what the has to offer to the fans. That's where you and I kind of we we've, we've had a discussion a couple of weeks ago about this and one of the things it kind of it's kind of a segue into to where what we're kind of doing this podcast, but uh, one of the things that we feel we both agree on, and I know Jason feels the same way is that pulling has a problem. Um, We have a sport that I don't know if it's, it's kind of geared towards a certain demographic. And in order to grow, there needs to be, some more elements added to what we currently offer. Um, you know, because you think about it, some, uh, a family, you know, mom, dad, and two kids are going to come to a tractor pull and, you know, they're going to see if, if they go to a, you know, a Western series or a state level series, they're going to see some pretty serious ironies. There's not really, this is not like the days of old where, you know, my dad was pulling with a mini rod that had a, I think it was like a 327 Chevy motor in it. Um, loud as all get out, uh, massy rear end and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking some serious, serious uh, money uh, to build these things, um, serious power. And quite honest, I'm a huge fan. I love to see him go down the track. I don't care what it is. But we are, I feel like pulling is has a problem in that we're not maybe necessarily focused on the fan experience enough. And the way this plays into it, at least in, in my mind anyway, is that, you know, pulling, one of the things that you'll hear pullers say is the payouts are ridiculously low. Yep. And I agree with that. For what the investment is, uh, pullers, you know, nobody's pulling for money. No. But especially with 2020, the year 2020 that we've had, the guys that have taken the chance and had, had pulls and been able to pull it off, They've seen record crowds and the best way to increase the purse for pullers in my mind is getting the butts in the seats. We have to offer something. Get more butts in the seats and and get more gate admission. The, 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 
the sh- like the shootout that Brad had down there, Brad Holzauer debt had down at his place. Um, Cody agent had some down in Tennessee. Uh, anybody that had a pull this year, Mound City, um, saw great, great crowds because yeah, we the, broke records both nights because of the lack of available options. I mean, even brush pulls were getting canceled. You know, county health departments were saying, no, you can't do this stuff. But right. the brush pulls that happened, everybody had a good turnout because there was that people were looking for things to do and that plays into part of it but to me when you think about the fan experience i've i've been a fan all my life Uh, i'm building a tractor currently a pro farm but uh, i've not actually been a true competitor yet so i i've got a lot of experience in the fan arena (laughs) and um you know at a place like uh where you're going to see um a lot of tractors go down the track and just a quick shout out. Clint ran the shows down at the shootout um, this summer um, for Brad, you know, he kind of spearheaded everything. He, that man can move tractors down the track that those shows were almost done before the sun went down and they had lots and lots of hooks. So the pace of the show, I think people are focused on a promoter is focused on pace of the show. Whoever's running the pull is, is trying to be focused on that. And they promoter has to worry about insurance and they have to worry about getting the food vendors lined up and they have to get the facilities ready and all this kind of stuff. And in that they think, okay, we're going to do all this and the fans are going to show up. And to an extent they will, but in order to grow pulling, I think we have to offer more to the fans. And it's, it's kind of a hard thing to do because you can't just, you know, say, well, I'm going to, you know, do this. But so what we, you and I have talked about was this, to me, this the year 2020 has been kind of a, a reset year for pulling. Um, like I said, the guys that guys that took the chance and were able to have pulls, they saw what happens when you know you have a limited amount of pulls. But my concern is is when pulling opens back up, and you've got all these pulls to go to, and people don't travel like they have been this year. Are we going to go back to the same? area are we going to go back to the same you know kind of we're going to have a poll we hope to get you know 500 people in the stands unless you have yay yippee skippy yeah and and it's it doesn't have to be that way we can do we can do better but it starts with making a connection and you know making it something memorable for each and everybody that walks through that door and you know, it, let's be very, very clear. If you want to get mom and dad to buy something, who do you have to sell? You got Mom or dad? Nope. No. You got to sell the kit. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, and, and that's kind of where you and I got to talking one night and we said, well, how, what can we do to make this special for kids? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've all seen uh, Jason's, you know, Jason's done, tons of stuff about you know pulling family and putting kids in tractors shoot i've taken hundreds of pictures of kids i don't even know who these kids are um shoot one of those some of those kids are probably darn near full grown now Mm -hmm. um but you know put them in the uh in the seat of a you know two-wheel drive that's got the hood popped up um or the the body you know popped up 
or, you know, put a kid in the seat of the remedy and listen to him, you know, make quiet tractor noises for the next seven minutes while you talk to mom and dad. Exactly. Um, you know, that makes it special for kids. And, and it, you know, if you can get the kids sold on this, I'm sorry, mom and dad, but they're going to hound you for about the next 11 months. So you just better be prepared for that because we're coming for your kids and we want them to have a good time because if they, if they do, they're going to ask you to bring them back and hopefully you have a good time too. But no, I mean, really and truly what we're probably, what we really want to do is engage fans and show them the side of pulling that Paul and I see, because Paul and I see, we see more sides of this than the typical fan who just pays the gate admission goes in gets a you know pulled pork sandwich and you know a six pack of beer at the you know concession stand and watches a pull because we see the inside of it we see what happens on the track we can talk to the people on the track because we have that access um we're in the pits we know these people the the competitors and and you know we've had meals with them. They're the one, they're the folks that we love just like Mm -hmm. our own families. And we know those people are really the coolest people in the world, but you don't. And so that's what we want to do this year. This year, we want to do more than more than ever before. We want to get you guys to see what we see, because we see the, we see a lot of the sides of pulling that, you know, the casual fans don't get to see most casual fans don't go and walk. Mm-hmm. Pits. Um, sure. There's some, there's some that, you know, there's some shows where you can do that. Um, especially when it's outdoor, you know, lots of, lots of organizations have open pits. Um, but a lot of times people don't necessarily go through them with the kids. And for us as let's call us like staff, you know, just for lack of a relevant alternative, um, we get to see the fans or the kids who go through the pits with their parents. We see them interact with the pullers. We see them interact with, you know, Jason and how he puts kids up in the seat of the tractor. And we see those eyes light up and we see how much fun they have and the connection they make. And we want to bring that to you guys. So I know over the next few weeks, Paul and I haven't, completely flushed this out yet but it's something we're working on right now um we're gonna have several ways that you can get the bird's eye view the 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 same kind of experience that we get to see um you know part of that might be you know we might even put you into uh one of the track crew tractors if you know you're okay with that um you know i think that the track crew tractors usually have uh, buddy seats they're usually seven seven thousand series mm-hmm. gears or maybe even eight in one case or two um so they'll have room and i mean we trust those drivers with our lives and you know they're good people there's you know one in particular his name is cole johnson he's a good friend of both of ours um he's you know the sweetest human in the world and he has a tremendously cool mullet <laughs> um I think he does anyway. I think he yeah. grew it back. Um, we're not going to shave it like we did last year. Yes, last year we did shave his mul- or we did shave his head. Um, we raised about three grand for yeah. that too to uh, give to 
I forget who it was. Uh, I don't nah. remember either. That that may be terrible on our part. Well, not important. We did. We raised three grand to shave his head, and that money went to um, a either a local or a, or a national charity, and I just can't remember which one but, it is. And but you know, we're going to put you in the seat with him, and you're going to get to see what he does during the poll because he hauls the drivers into the arena. Yeah. You know, and in other cases, maybe we'll bring you back and we'll walk you through the pits and we'll ask what color, you know, what's your favorite color tractor? And we'll go and bring you around to all of them. You know, if you're an Alice fan, we'll bring you around to all of them. You can go and see um, Bernie's no, not coming, right? No, you no, guys don't have a, we yeah. don't have a class for him. Um, but I know there's uh, a handful of Alice's from mm-hmm. Ohio. Um, I know there's one or two from Indiana that'll probably be there. Um, maybe one from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It would really make me happy if that tractor showed up, um, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll bring you around. We'll introduce you to every one of them. You can get in, get in the driver's seat. And you can sit and make tractor noises to your heart's content. And, uh, you know, mom and dad can snap pictures and ask questions and all that. I mean, I know you told me that at was it yep. Murph last year yes. at Murfreesboro, you guys, you guys basically picked somebody, a family at random, like a family of three and said, Hey, here's something we just thought of that we think you'd be perfect for. How about you be our yes. fans of the day? And we, we picked, and we took- you know, those, those people, you know, thought they had won a million dollars in the lottery. And, you know, you brought him back, put him on the tractor, let him sit, let dad ask questions, let mom ask questions, you know, stuff like that. It's basically we want to make this more fun and more accessible because there are certain motorsports that do that really, 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 really well. And they're doing pretty well in these, even in the tough times. Drag racing is probably the easiest one that comes Mm -hmm. to mind. Um if you go to an NHRA event, pretty much anywhere, um, in between rounds or before qualifying or, you know, any of the, all the downtime, if you're walking through the pits and you want to go shake John Force's hand or you want to go and, and, you know, meet whoever, you can do that because those pits are more or less open and you can just, you know, say, hey, John. And John will turn around and, well, hey, how are you? And they'll treat you like, you know, you're, you're his grandkid. Um, yeah. You know, and the same thing goes for, like, the Street Outlaws events uh, or, the like, the No Prep series and stuff like that. I've seen those guys. I know a few guys who work with them um, on their crews and are, are suppliers of theirs. They say that's one of the things that really trips their trigger is, you know, getting to have fun with the fans and interact with the fans. And it's not because there's anything to gain from them, you know, on their end. I mean, there's not like they're charging five bucks to put the kid in the, in, in the driver's seat for, you know, 30 seconds. So you can snap a picture. They're doing that because they genuinely enjoy it. And, and we've talked about how much pullers like that too. Oh yeah. And I mean, you know, you talk about walking around in the pits some of these, the casual fans that, you know, they love to, to watch tractors and trucks go down, especially the trucks. That's a huge, huge market. But some of these people that come to these pools, 
it's not that they don't necessarily want to go walk around in the pits. They're intimidated by it because they're like, you know, oh right. my gosh, you know, I don't if, if I'm going to step in the wrong place or whatever. But on these indoor hooks, you know, you have your pit areas. Gordyville, when we, we when we go to Gordyville, that pit area is controlled chaos because there's tractors being moved to the smoke tube. There's tractors being staged. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going around. And if you're the casual fan, you don't want to be just be bopping around in there. But you think about, and I always go back to it, walking around in broadbent, doesn't matter what session, but if you're walking around in broadbent at the farm show, I am, yep. I'm in awe when I go in there. When I was in there the last time, uh, I'm walking down through there and there's, you know, all the four ones that are competing in that day. And there's all that class of pro stocks that are competing that day. And then I got to the D- diesel supers and I'm standing in front of Ross's tractor and right next to it is Blaygraves. And then I look down a little bit farther and there's two wheel drive trucks. The Nelsons have brought all theirs. And, you know, over here in the corner, you've got mods and it's, it's a, it's a show. It is a, it's almost like a car show, a show and shine. And it's unbelievable to see that. And in these indoor hooks, yep. you get to, you can kind of get that same thing because you're in a building. Whereas in an outdoor, you know, you've got all these haulers parked around and, you know, walking around at Shides in the pits this year because there was so many tractors there and so many haulers. I mean, it was, it was kind of hard to walk around and see everything because everything was so scattered out. I mean, they had plenty of room in there. Wagglers did a great job over there. But you don't get just that collection of, of iron in one spot where they can walk around and these people just, you know, walking down, looking at these tractors going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And when we took the, the family uh, at Murfreesboro, we did it both nights, Friday and Saturday night. The first night we had a, a, a mom and dad and a son. Uh, dad had been to a pool way back when mom, I don't believe had ever been to one. And the son, he was, I forget the young man's name, but he was probably seven. He'd never been to a pool before. And we just picked him out. Cause we, we kind of looked for that person that was like, Oh, they're here just having a nice quiet evening. And they were shocked. And we took them down in the pits, got them pit passes. Um, and we walked them around and they were asking questions, you know, just to kind of see, well, no, some of, in some cases they're like, well, we didn't know they warmed them up in, on the smoke tube. Getting people to see that, what goes on behind the scenes, I think is a big step in creating those fans because you take a kid back there and you've got all these, maybe the kids in diesel trucks and you go back there and there's a bunch of three, six diesel trucks back there and he can see them because, you know, you get two, six to three, six trucks are a big difference in, in builds. You know, you start seeing mm-hmm. stuff like that and these kids are looking at it like, you know, holy crap, this is this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, I can fit my head inside that turbo. Yeah, That's and you're amazing. not even talking pro stock turbos yet. So, I mean, you do right. that and then, you you know, you go after them that way to get those people and in, in, get engaged. And, you know, maybe they don't show up to a pool, but they decide, well, we ain't got nothing going on. Oh, I saw that, you know, they like a Facebook, they like beer money or they like a PPL Luke soil page or whatever. They say, Oh, there's a live stream going on at mound city. Well, we can't make it to mound city. We don't have anything going on. Maybe we'll, we'll flip for a, you know, a movie night and the kid can watch tractor pulls till two o'clock in the morning or whatever. So, you know, you look at that. And then in addition to that, you know, we're, I'm sitting here thinking from a fan's perspective, I'm a, say I'm a 20 something, guy and i'm taking my girlfriend to the tractor pole and she likes my diesel truck and we go and we you know we might have a couple of beers and we talk to our buddies and stuff you know if we wanted to get anything out of it we have to buy something you have to buy you know 
a beer. We have to buy food. We have to buy, you know, maybe they have a 50-50. We buy a raffle ticket. So one of the things that I can confirm that we are going to do is because of the the way that did, and we did this at the, the Holes Hour shootout this year, uh, they had three classes. So I gave away a $100 bill for each class. So when the, when the 85s came up, I walked over to the box and I drew out a name of the COVID release forms. It's just, it's a standard release form that you sign anytime you go to a motorsports thing. It just says something a little bit more about COVID. And you're going to have to, and you're going to have to do it at you're the darn right. And I'm going to go grab one of those every session. And I'm going to just call somebody's name, the spectator's name out. And that spectator is going to win a hundred dollar bill. Everybody that shows up has a chance to win. If you throw up all six, cha- yep. all six sessions, you got a chance to win $600. And if you win one session, by golly, you can win again if you come back. So we're, you know, we're looking at trying to do things like that to give some money uh, back to the fans because everybody loves cash. And it's, you know, if you're, yep. if a promoter is thinking about doing something like this, you know, you, you go to a, a sponsor, uh, I'm Joe Blow and I'm going to put on a tractor pull and I want to go hit up a sponsor for $1,000. Most of those sponsors lined up are your local implement dealers. I mean, they're places they know they can go get some form of a donation, but maybe you want to attract yep. a new sponsor. Say there's, a, I don't know, for lack of anything that I can think of right now, a barbershop down the road that, hey, there's a lot of people here. And in 2020, they needed a damn haircut. Say, hey, right. we're going to draw a name. You sponsor it, say, give, a, give away a $50 bill in your business's name. So you're not asking for $1,000. You're asking for a $50 donation and say, hey, we're gonna, we want to know if you'll sponsor giving away a little something to the fan. You know, Because a lot of times if a fan's going to win money, those 50-50 drawings are about your only way to do it. And some of those pots can be extremely big, especially at a, at a place like yes. you know, this at the Midwest Winter Nationals. But just little things like that, um, you know, some of the other things that we're going to do, we're still working out some of the stuff, you and I, but um, I've talked to Jason. Uh, Jason's going to be giving away some beer money merch. Um, we, there's fans yep. there. Uh, Clint, I've talked to Clint. Um, was at his house the other night, and he's looking to see if he's got some old uh, DVDs of some of the old Midwest Winter Nationals. We might be giving some of that stuff out. Um, and it's going to be random. We're going to be trying to fill – some of that time when they're reweighting the sled with some stuff, we've got some, some other things planned that we're going to wait. Um, you'll have to watch the beer money page to see about some of this stuff. And, uh, we're, yep. some of that stuff will be rolling out here pretty quick, but we're going to try to do some stuff to give the fans something more than just standing here watching or sitting there watching tractors going up and down the track. You know, we want to, we want to provide an entertainment, a whole package as opposed to just a, you know, just a tractors and trucks going down the track. And this, like I said, this, this thing is setting up to be something really, really special, especially with some of these other pools. I know we were talking earlier. Um, we just saw that uh, the NTPA has, has canceled Hutchison, Minnesota already. So in the world we live in and how times are going, you know, summer polling, we're hoping like hell that it gets more, we get more shows, but if we're stuck in another summer, like we were last year, God willing, we're not. Um, you know, there's another chance to really draw some fans, I think, because we can, we can kind of reset things and put some focus on the yep. fans. And if we can put fans in the stands, you'll start watching those polar, those pullers, uh, 
the the, the payouts go up um the the shootout yep. formats that that uh you know brad brad did one um i know wagglers they kind of started the ball rolling uh last year with theirs the ten thousand dollar pro stock shootout uh earl wells was one yep. to have one down in north carolina at their facility that unfortunately didn't happen which would have been awesome as a diesel heavy. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go down to that. That was gonna be a rip. But you know, some time. of these polls that didn't happen last year, they saw how these people were, you know, that did were able to have polls. They're looking at it now from a standpoint of, you know, can I? How can we pull this off if we're stuck in another summer like we are, like we have been? Now the big kicker is, is there is a vaccine out there, but you know, that's that's not changing anything, you know, miraculously, you know, in a moment's notice, but. There's going to be some options out there, right. and I think, you know, based on everything that I've seen in 2020 and kind of being involved in the sport in some way, shape, or form, there, 2020 is going to go down. If we, if we can do it right, 2020 will go down as a great reset year for pulling. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we see, you know, some of these organizations doing the outlaws, um, God, I, I would love to take the little bad Alice out and run it in the outlaws. I mean, those guys, and we, we saw some of those guys, we actually pitted right next to Taylor Van Beek uh, at Kansas city last year. When all that stuff went down, we took the little bad Alice over there. Uh, yep. There's, there's an opportunity here. And I think that if we can, you know, try to help, you know, put some fans in the stands and get some good publicity, you know, you talk about putting kids in seats of tractors, if they've got somebody like you or I or someone else to walk them through the pits and just answer the questions and, you know, say, Hey, no matter what you, what questions you have, ask us and we'll find out. And, Oh, do you really like that tractor? You know, is um, Brent Shorefighty, He loves this tractor. Can, can he set on it? Brent's going to say, you damn right. He is. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, yep. Can I, would it be all right if I snapped a picture and put this on the six, one, eight motorsports page? And then it goes to beer money yep. and you share it. You use the power of social media to try to get some exposure to the sport and say, you know, hey, they had this really cool tractor pull at this really cool place and it went off without a hitch. Um, awesome show. And oh, by the way, they had these fans involved. And wow, that's really cool. There's nothing that will generate um, publicity like a kid, you know, sitting on the on the tractor and getting their picture taken and meeting the driver and you know if they get a hero card it goes home and it goes up on their wall you know if the possibilities are endless and i think we're, we're we're in a good position to do that and i think it's time that we start trying there is nobody that gets their voice heard faster on the internet hear me out on this there's no way to get your voice heard faster on the internet than if you are a Karen. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time, if somebody is a Karen, they're a horrible, awful person, and they, I want to speak to your manager. I want to file a complaint. What if Karens could do something mm-hmm. awesome? Well, Karens have kids, and Kyles have kids, because Kyle is, is the male I version see. of Karen. And I have to tread lightly because my boss's name is Kyle. And if he hears this, he's going <laughs> to I didn't me. know there was a name. I didn't know well, that's all right. a name for the man. Oh, yes. The name is the, the name is Kyle. So it's Kyle's and Karen's. Um, and nobody gets heard faster on the internet than a Karen mm-hmm. with a problem. But what if Karen had something good to say? Because look what they did to my mm-hmm. kid. 
they put my kid in the tractor and my kids, you know, it made his entire and, year. and now and now little Joe you know? won't stop talking about tractor pulling and he goes to school and he tells all his friends and then his mom and dad see that, you know, Johnny's mom and dad took pictures of him sitting on this tractor and they shared it to all their friends on Facebook. And now they're like, well, next year, right. there's a tractor pull in the area. Let's go check it out. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Midwest winter. Now, by golly, if there's a bro, we ain't got nothing going on. Let's go see what this thing's all about. Joe people. And it's like you said, the, right. the, the tractor pulling world is a big family. I mean, um, it, there's some great people, um, good people, and they are, they're all about getting, you know, moms and dads and kids, you know, if they have questions, they love to come. I mean, they build these tractors. It's a lot of, a lot of hard work and they, they love nothing more than people to come and ooh and ah over their tractor and ask them questions and stuff like that. So I think that's what we have to do. And I think that the Midwest winter nationals is, is a good place to start. And Clint has basically told you and I do whatever you want. You know, we, we know that what we're going to do, we don't want to interfere with the pace of the show. We don't necessarily want to make it hokey. We just want to open it up to try to get some new fans in the stands and, and make some fans for life. Cause I know what it's been like for me. I, I remember, you know, like I said, watching the Banner brothers go down the, the track on TV, not, not even going to a pole. I couldn't imagine if I was, you know, seven, eight years old and I got walked around the pits in a, in a tractor pole like that. I would have, my mind would have just exploded. I would have been out of this world. Yep. Yep. And if mom and dad are along for the ride, they see that, that makes them instantly that much more pro whatever it is that we're doing. So y'all take it easy on Karen's because you know what? Karen's <laughs> are going to save tractor pulling there. I said what I said. Don't at me. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. And, and at the end of the day, Paul and I are just good friends who love the same sport and we want to see it succeed. And we have some ideas on how we can do that and how maybe we can help impact that. And a lot of it has to do with making that connection and making it something special for a fan. So when you see Paul and I, and I'm a hard guy to miss because I'm like six foot six and like, 370 pounds and I've got a big beard and I'm usually wearing a hat on backwards. And if you can't tell (laughs) by that, I'm the big mouth with the big camera. So when you see me holler, Paul has a harder time distinguishing himself because he's not six foot six and number of pounds, but that's okay. You'll see the two of us together quite a bit and we will be on the lookout for people who appear to be having a very good time, we might also be on the peop- uh, on the lookout for people who Damn appear right. to be having a horrible time because we're going to fix it. So I think. Uh, what do you say? Anything more? All, Should we I, wrap I this up? Say, call uh, today. Watch the beer money page, um, and we will be rolling some of this stuff out. Some of it has to yep. do with events that are some things that might happen prior to the show. So some. Uh, well, just we'll we'll be rolling this out in the next in the next week for sure. Uh, some of these things, and then when we're at the show, if you see us on Beer Money and you see us at the show, stop us, ask us questions. Um, you know, we're going to be on the lookout, just like Ryan said. 
and we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to make some new fans uh, in this to, to to help grow the sport. What little insignificant part we can do, by God, it's it's time to start doing it. And one other thing that we're going to probably do as well. And I was reminded of this today over dinner because I actually Googled myself. Just kind of a weird thing to do, but I I'm a photographer. What you know, it's what I. I wanted to see if there was anything out there about me. So I went to Google and I went to the Google images tab and um, like the fourth picture, the third picture over is this picture I took three years ago at Louisville. And it's of this dude from, I think Phoenix um, wearing, he's a diehard Paul. You probably know this guy. Is this the, um, is this the guy that comes to Florida every guy. year in the, in the, the Alice and, get up? Uh, okay. I've never seen him there. I've always seen him at Louisville, but it's him and his dad and they are both head yes. to toed out in Persian orange. Yep. Everything is it's Alice, all of the things. And I remember when I took the photo, it was the Saturday afternoon class and Bryce Terry had just made a monster of a pass mm-hmm. in the light or the unlimited light super class, um, and put it in the sand and I whirl around to the top deck, and here's dude just up on his feet, just cheering, jumping, and I snap this photo. You can go out and see it. You oh, yeah. Can, you go out and find it. That's a super fan. We're going to recognize super fans, too. And it might be, it might be one day we might put it out there uh, the night before. Hey, if you're coming on Thursday, Thursday is Alice Chalmers' day. So we're going to be on the lookout for super fans wearing super orange. So hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Get your, get your, you know, get your fan gear ready. Everybody's got a brand that they love, and um, we're probably going to try and and do a little bit of that and maybe recognize some uh, super fans. You know, the the guys who you know bleed green or bleed you know yep. red and white or they you know bleed blue. Um, you know, we're going to try and uh, yep. get everybody in on this, but you got to pay attention. So, because we're going to give it out there and there will probably be some prizes involved. Mm-hmm. They may not be huge things, but they may be pretty cool things um, for yep. big super fans. Exactly. So, if you are a we're, super we fan, we will be on the lookout. We will you have should pay microphones attention. in hand and we will be, we'll be, uh, we'll be watching. So, and remember, kids. Take you it easy here on first. Karens. They're going to save tractor pulling. There you go. Hey, buddy. It was great to chat. It was good to catch up. Um, happy New Year to you. Tonight is um, the 30th, and uh, tomorrow night I'm sure you will be celebrating. I will be. Um, and I will I will make darn sure that I make yeah, midnight I, because I, I want to see 2020. God. We've made it you know, this far in 2020 and celebrate the fact that it is gone tomorrow night. That's right. 2020, you've, you've put a stranglehold on this entire planet. And, you know, earlier this week, we thought that you were going to, you know, sucker punch central Iowa and you weren't going out without a fight. Well, you know what? Your time is limited because you can't stop time. We're ready. You're gone ready to in see few, it leave. Uh, in a few short hours. So, 
That's right. Hey, um, happy new year to you and uh, the missus. Have a uh, terrific uh, new year. We'll do that. Thanks, Ryan. And uh, let's catch up soon. All right, buddy. Hey, Jason here again. I just want to thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Grow Pulling. Working hard to try to put up a daily podcast for your listening pleasure and trying to cover the sport from all angles, from garden tractor pulling clubs to the highest level of pulling uh, promoters, sponsors, anybody that helps our sport grow. And uh, with that nice segue, I want to thank the great sponsors of the Beer Money Pulling Team and my tractor, The Remedy. Excited for 2021 with our new title sponsor, uh, Extreme Performance, entire cutting out of uh, Rock Valley, Iowa, Taylor Van Beek. He is going to be uh, our official tire and rim. We are running our new Kaiser wheels on there as well. And he's a puller, and he's going to help me get the power to the ground, and he can do the same thing from you. Whether you have an antique, all the way up to a mod, and you're running 30.5s. He can find you the tires, and he can get them cut, and uh, he knows what he's doing. So give him a call at 712-470-1900, or check him out on the Facebook at Extreme Performance and Tire. He also has a website as well. Um, the official air and fuel of the Beer Money Pulling Team is Hearts Diesel out of Fayette, Missouri. They've been with me since day one, and they're awesome. They they stand behind their products, and they care. And uh, they have, you know, they have a pull-in tractor as well. They're getting into drag racing. And all that technology is going to help both uh, the diesel world and the gas world that they're helping with. We all know data drives decisions, whether it's in your daily business or with your hobby, your truck and tractor. Uh, and I'm excited to run a course of data logger on the Remedy. Get a hold of Cody McKinley. Whether you want uh, a Cadillac of a data acquisition or a Chevy Cavalier, he can help you with all of that. So be sure to reach out to him. Another great sponsor, Tractor Zoom. Uh, Big Ryan is a great friend of mine and and helps me with all of our social media, takes pictures. And Tractor Zoom is creating iron comps. At the end of the day, they're going to make sure that you don't overpay for your next used uh, combine, tractor, whatever in the farming world. So check them out and then just give them a call anytime as well. Our lubrication specialist, Schaefer's Oils out of St. Louis, Missouri. We've all heard of Schaefer's. They're a big sponsor of the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association as well. And many, many pullers run their products and have for years with very, very uh, successful results. Mach 1 Site Development is also one of our title sponsors out of Georgia. Um, Robert Peters is a mini rod puller, and he loves the sport of pulling, and he loves the Beer Money Pulling Team, and he helps me out a lot. And I can't thank Robert enough for his friendship and support. For all of you that do follow the Beer Money Pulling Team and you want a hat or a T-shirt or a hoodie or a koozie or a puzzle or whatever, Our website is beermoneygear.com. Go to the website, place your order, and we ship out a couple times a week. We'll get that to you. And then last but not least, my real job is mortgages. So if any of you have a friend, a family member, a coworker, or yourself that just has a question about a mortgage or a refinance or credit scores or whatever, I'm able to handle all the different loan programs for VA, from veterans. I'm a veteran, FHA, USDA, conventional loans, investment properties. Give me a call. 608-604-5068 and continue to like comment share everything you see on social media about the sport of truck and tractor pulling and let's grow pulling have a great day thanks again for listening